welcome to episode 5 of From Timber Falls with Love, your little dose of romance in the midst of daily life. I'm your host, Fiona West. I'm an author, wife, mom, and teacher, and I'm here to give you a peek into what's happening in your favorite small town. Today I've got a Valentine's Day treat for you, a bonus scene between Winnie and Daniel from Could Be Something Good. And I have not written any bonus scenes for them before, so this was really fun to imagine. Uh, And it was part of the Valentine's Day extravaganza on Nick of the Books blog. So if you go find her on Twitter, Nick of the Books, uh, you can go check out all of those fun short stories and scenes. Enjoy! Are we doing the Valentine's thing? Winnie asked, digging for a chunk of cookie dough out of their shared bowl. They were eating ice cream in bed again. It just felt like a natural go-to after mind-blowing sex, and there had been a lot of that lately. He expected their post-marriage life to be sweet, but there had been a new sense of completeness, a settling that didn't feel boring at all, like a deep sigh during a hug. He took his own spoonful as he considered her question. Normally, he never ate in bed unless it was sex-related, but this kind of was. It injected closeness into post-sex moments in a way he hadn't figured out yet, and his scowling brother Kyle wasn't around anymore to protest that it was gross to eat from the same bowl. The Valentine's thing, he parroted. Why wouldn't we? Winnie kept her eyes on the bowl, her silence lingering as she licked a drip off her spoon. I've just never had a good one. I don't know if I'm the Valentine's type. What? He stretched out the word meaningfully. You just haven't tried it with someone you love. You haven't given V-Day a fair chance, Fred. And you have? She asked, one eyebrow arched. No! He cried, slapping a hand on his sheet-covered thigh, nearly jostling the bowl from his own grasp. Which is why I need you on board to try it. Like, for real try it. Let's go all out. I would like to take this opportunity to remind you that Carla's baby is due February 14th, which is a Monday. But babies never come on time, he joked, and she gave a quiet, mocking laugh. Who else have you got lined up? Winnie gave him a brief shake. Just her, but... But nothing, he said, reaching for his phone to check his calendar. We'll aim for Saturday the 12th. I've got the night off. Don't take this away from me, Winnie Durand. He'd figured out that she really liked it when he used her new name, and her gaze went appropriately soft. Fine, she muttered, flipping her blonde hair over her shoulder. We'll do the Valentine's thing, but we're putting a dollar limit on gifts. He gave her a big sloppy kiss on the cheek with a grin, triumphant despite her squawk of protest in response. A few days later, Daniel rubbed his hands together as he surveyed the scene. White tablecloth borrowed from his mother? Check. Blue china plates from their wedding? Check. Wine? Check. And he'd even sprung for the champagne instead of their usual five-dollar wine. His classy wife deserved to have her favorites. His wife. It was hard to believe they'd barely been married a month now, and it was only a year ago he'd first spotted her and been blown off by her by the elevators at Santiam. He strengthened the card he'd written her, propped against their crystal candlesticks, another wedding gift. 
On the advice of his brother Philip, he decided to forego expensive store-bought sentimentality and go straight for the heart. And for a dude with dyslexia, a handwritten card was a statement that went beyond I'm cheap, even though the school debt, and now house debt, had been a factor. She'd probably get that. Maybe she'd make too much of it, though. If he made her cry, even for good reasons, was she going to forsake romance permanently? He momentarily considered pocketing it again, then gave himself a little shake all over, bouncing on his toes. How was he more nervous about this than all their other firsts? He straightened the box, holding the necklace he'd gotten her off Etsy. He'd blown past that dollar limit right out of the gate, and he was banking on her understanding. Hopefully she had, too, but probably not. Maybe he should save it for her birthday. Maybe... His phone buzzed in his pocket, and he opened it with his face. Wife. Carla just called. He groaned and cleared his throat to dictate a message back to her. Daniel. Don't say it. Wife. Apparently her kid is also anti-V-Day. Daniel. No! Wife. She's been in labor for a few hours, but she thought it was Braxton Hicks. I'm sorry, whippersnapper. He sighed. Even if she came home right now, she'd be distracted, checking her phone for updates. He should have known that two medical professionals wouldn't be able to celebrate a holiday on time. Wife. Want to try again tomorrow? Daniel. I work. Wife. Fourteenth? Daniel. Work. Wife. I'm sorry, sweetheart. I know you were looking forward to this. Daniel. But you weren't, so maybe it's for the best. Wife. Oh, don't say that. Daniel. Forget it. We've got our whole lives to celebrate Valentine's Day together, right? His phone buzzed again, but he'd already put it down. It didn't matter, he thought, as he blew out the candles. It did not matter, he insisted to himself as he stacked the plates. Nope, not at all. Got our whole lives. We'll do it later. He spent the evening doing menial tasks around the house, not really accomplishing anything. He ate some of the shrimp he'd planned to serve as an appetizer while feeling sorry for himself. He was nothing if not a multitasker. He started the new Wonder Woman movie, but turned it off because it just made him miss her more. Superheroes are our thing. She should be here. He went to bed early, alone, and barely registered when an exhausted Winnie crawled in next to him sometime around three in the morning. That was fast, he yawned. He hadn't expected to see her until after his next shift. Yeah, Winnie agreed softly. She's got two others, so she knew what she was doing, and baby was ready. Healthy, ten fingers and toes. Sweet, Daniel whispered, tumbling back into sleep as he turned over to hold her, nestling his face in her freshly washed hair, the scent of lavender still hanging around her from the birth. She whispered something back, but he was too far gone to understand. Love you too, he mumbled, and he felt her shake with a laugh. Winnie was still asleep when he crept from the bed a few hours later, and he tried not to rouse her as he showered and got ready for work. Not wanting to forget, he propped the card and the necklace against the stack of library books on her nightstand and hazarded a gentle kiss on her head just because he couldn't say goodbye without one, even just for the day. His shift was surprisingly uneventful, so he was sent down to help with the chaos in the ER. He searched the halls for his dark-haired brother until he found him coming out of exam room four. "'What do you need?' 
Daniel greeted his brother, without pretext, since that was Kyle's preference. "'Can you prescribe a laxative for room two? She swallowed her engagement ring when her boyfriend put it in a creme brulee, and I just haven't gotten to her yet. I don't think there should be any interactions with her current medications, but make sure we got an updated list.' "'Sure.' "'Thanks.' Kyle was three steps away when he turned back. "'How did your Valentine's Day surprise go? No sex details.' "'Jealous,' Daniel grinned, and his brother scowled at him. "'He already knew he was. "'Kyle was engaged to Daniel's best friend, "'and Daniel was getting complaints from both sides "'about how the waiting was killing them. "'It didn't happen.' "'Kyle's expression flattened. "'Oh, I'm sorry?' "'Is that a question?' Daniel smirked, "'paging through the patient's chart. "'His medication list hadn't been updated in six months. "'He'd fix that.' I don't know. I assume you're upset. Are you not upset? Having an autistic brother wasn't as much of a pain as people sometimes assumed. Since he also had a neurotypical brother, he could say with confidence that all brothers were a pain sometimes. And yes, Kyle could be annoying when he was insisting on things that could be done more than one way successfully, but he was always reliable, even in his sympathy. Daniel closed the chart. Yes, I am upset. He wasn't going to lie to him, even if he'd been lying to himself. Then I'm sorry. Your disappointment is obvious now that I look at you more carefully. Do you need a hug? Daniel forced himself to keep a straight face. Only Kyle would offer a hug he probably didn't want to give over a failed romantic encounter. No, I'm good. Thanks, bro. Kyle gave him a thumbs up as he backed away toward the waiting room. You can still have sex with her on the 15th, he called down the hall and Daniel chuckled as a pair of nurses gave him a side-eye. He felt his face bloom into a blush as they giggled. He knocked at the door to exam room two, thinking about how much Kyle had to learn about romance. He hadn't wanted to sleep with Winnie. Well, he did want to sleep with Winnie, because he basically always wanted to sleep with Winnie. The woman was fantastic and smart and gorgeous after all, even if she claimed all that post-sex ice cream was adding to her waistline but he'd wanted to make her swoon a little, to remind her that it was okay to keep making memories now that they were married, let her know he had no intention of taking her love for granted, now or years from now. The day in the ER continued with gusto, a finger sliced open from trying to cut the top off a bottle of champagne, something Kyle called a Casanova fracture, which Daniel didn't need to know any more about, someone who'd accidentally poisoned his wife by filling their house with a flower she was allergic to, and last but not least, hot wax burns galore. Daniel thought as he drove home that he'd rarely been more annoyed at the incompetence of couples everywhere when it came to basic safety measures. As he pulled into the garage, he got a text from his parents, their faces smushed together, holding up tiny cups. They'd apparently gone for a Valentine's Day bike ride to Amity to do some wine tasting. They were totally hashtag relationship goals. With a sigh, he went into the house. The only light came from the kitchen, slanted sideways across the hardwood that still needed refinishing. Why did they buy a fixer-upper again? And he poked his head in there, hoping to find her. Instead, he found a note she'd printed for him in open dyslexic. Hi, sweetheart. Here's dinner. I went to bed early because I've got an early morning. Hope you had a great day. Love you. Fred. Daniel lifted the note to peer through the saran wrap to see what food she'd made, but it didn't really matter. He took the stairs two at a time. It was only 9.30. Maybe she'd still be awake. 
His hopes died as he pushed their bedroom door open gently. The light was out, and he could hear her snoring gently. That meant she was already out hard. He sighed. Not even a good night snuggle and catch up? This sucked. The frustration that had been building over the last few days crashed over him, and Daniel turned and jogged back down the stairs. It was too late for a bike ride, his usual go-to, so he just stuck the food in the fridge, which smelled weird, and went to bed. Winnie sighed in her sleep and rolled over, making his chest her pillow. He gathered her closer and noticed the same scent on her. Cinnamon? Strange. Daniel fell asleep almost immediately, where he was on a trip he'd taken once to Cannon Beach when they'd stopped at this amazing bakery. The cinnamon even permeated his dreams. When he woke up, he was alone. He felt around for his glasses. Five ten. Win? he called. No answer. He got up and shuffled his way toward the bathroom. It was dark and quiet, and he felt the fixtures were mocking him for losing his own wife. Whatever she had to do this morning, there's no way she'd already be gone. Winnie thought 8 a.m. was early. A clatter of metal downstairs had him wondering if he needed the baseball bat he kept under their bed, but he crept down the stairs anyway in his bare feet and boxers. The kitchen light wasn't on, but he heard some muttering coming from the room that had his shoulders relaxing. His wife was hunched over, trying to read the directions on a package of thick-cut bacon by the dim light of the range hood. Wearing the short black silk robe she'd gotten from the lingerie shower she'd insisted she didn't want, blonde hair spilling over her shoulders. What are you doing? At the sound of his voice, Winnie jumped about a foot. With a hand pressed to her chest, she whirled. You scared the crap out of me. What are you doing down here? When her hand fell away, he saw she was wearing the necklace he'd given her, and his heart warmed. Just trying to figure out where my wife went. His brain was still a little fuzzy. It was always like that right after he'd woken up. He pushed his hair back out of his face, trying to piece together what he was seeing. "'Well, go back upstairs,' she said, pushing him toward the doorway, but Daniel dug in his heels. "'What's that smell? Why are you cooking bacon at five o'clock in the morning?' he sniffed the air again. "'Why does everything smell like cinnamon?' With a sigh, Winnie whipped the tea towel off a glass pie pan he hadn't noticed on the counter. They're still rising, I think. I don't know. I'm not good at this. Daniel wandered over to the pan. They were cinnamon rolls, only instead of rolling them in a circle, she'd rolled each end in toward the middle to make a heart. She'd even used pink sugar for the inside, peeking out the top. That must have been what he'd smelled last night. A carton of eggs and a can of white frosting sat next to it, waiting and she had the makings of a fruit salad littering the counter. "'Winnie,' he said, a huge grin taking over his face. "'Are you trying to be romantic?' She sniffed in that way he used to think was uppity as she recovered her baking. "'There's nothing that says we have to celebrate holidays at night. You were sad. I couldn't have that. So I made us a little Valentine's brunch.' He knew better now. It was just her feelings, Sniffle. Winnie didn't love sentimentality, but apparently she did love him. "'So what I'm hearing is,' he said, pulling her into his arms, "'that if I pout hard enough, I can get whatever I want.' Winnie rolled her eyes, but the twitch at the corners of her mouth told him she was holding back a smile. "'That's not what I said.' 
He let out a big sigh, full of fake emotion. Oh, I'm really feeling down, Wynne. I need romance. I need you to do partnery surprise things for me. She pushed gently at his chest. You're ridiculous. No, he said, making his tone serious again. I'm just in love with you. But I understand if it looks the same sometimes. Daniel kissed her, just a whisper against her lips. The oven was already on and the kitchen was warm when his cheeks were flushed. How long until food? She reached up to put her arms around his neck. Well, I'd planned it for seven, accounting for time to let the cinnamon rolls rise and cool enough to frost. Even I've seen enough baking shows to know you can't frost things when they're hot. She rubbed up against him meaningfully, the black silk of her robe igniting the nerves of his bare belly. But in the meantime, I was planning to come back upstairs and wake you up. Wake me up how? A breathless fool. That's how he sounded, and he didn't mind at all. Not breaking her gaze away from his, Winnie reached down with one hand and gave the tie around her waist a firm tug, letting the two sides of the robe fall apart. We can't break our reverse date tradition now, can we? No, he confirmed, pushing the smooth fabric from her shoulders. Of course not. Then he lowered his voice to a whisper. Thank you for indulging my romantic side. You're worth it, whippersnapper, she whispered back. I love you so much every day of the year. The manufacturers of that can of cream cheese frosting probably did not envision it being used quite the way that Daniel and Winnie put it to use, but her baking was tasty regardless, and he salvaged the rest of the champagne for mimosas. They'd make it work, this holiday and every other. Difficult work schedules be damned. He had the best valentine in the world. Thanks so much for listening to this special bonus episode for Daniel and Winnie. If you would like more bonus episodes of our Timber Falls friends, you can get a steamy honeymoon scene between Kyle and Ainsley when you sign up for my newsletter, which you can find the link for at FionaWest.net. I would honestly love to hear from you. If you have a question you want answered on the show, or if you have a suggestion for a bonus scene that you would like to read, Send me a voice message on Anchor. Navigate to anchor.fm backslash from Timber Falls with love and click the button that says message and I'll try to include it on a future show. That's also where you can donate financially to support the show. If you're like me and you don't want to learn how to do one more new technological thing, you can also send me an email at fiona at fionawest.net. Right now, I'm working on Chase and Lizzie's book, so that will be out hopefully March or April. Uh, COVID has kind of messed things up, but I'm doing my best. And uh, Daniel and Winnie's book has dropped to 99 cents. So if you're interested in reading more about Daniel and Winnie, you can grab that book or you can read it free in Kindle Unlimited. Thanks for listening, book buddies. <laughs>